0: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on the thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a wonderful pleasure to be with you today. As yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are now celebrating a first place team in the NFC North. That's right, the Minnesota Vikings... They're not only in first place like they were kind of sort of tied for it last week. We're actually like in first place like for real like the real deal holy field you know isn't that awesome? Minnesota Vikings are in first place and we'll talk about why in segment number two along with well <laughs> segment number one the fact that the Vikings defeated the Oakland Raiders thirty to fourteen. But it certainly was not as close as, as yeah as close certainly was not as uh, as big of a wash as the score would indicate, yet at the same time, you could say this game easily should have been this way anyway, But or even or, yeah, or even more so, with the uh, lack of being able to finish on drives. Mm-mm-mm. Well, the early drive for the game for the Minnesota Vikings was solid. Eddie Bridgewater taking the team down the field, Adrian Peterson doing his thing, winding up with <laughs> a nice pass to Red Allison, was able to finish that one. 7 nothing, Minnesota with only four minutes into the game. It's like, hey, you know, take advantage of that weak pass defense and the weak rush defense. I got to think the defense in Oakland will get better with Jack Del Rio as the head coach because how good is the defense in Jacksonville? I mean, Del Rio is a defensive coach. Obviously, he was a great linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, the Dallas Cowboys, and other teams long ago in the galaxy far away, as I like to say. But overall, the Minnesota Vikings defense and their secondary was just downright outstanding in this game. And yes, this show is being released at a at a different date. It's not Sunday. <laughs> because, uh, well, it was a late game. And the fact, I, I'm just I'm just tired, busy, working a lot, all that stuff. Just unable to, to get it out on Sunday. But able to piece things together and get it out during the middle of the week here. The early to middle of the week, you could say. <laughs> That's just one of those things. It's how it goes. So just letting you know about that. Um, ultimately, though... That Vikings secondary was just phenomenal the whole game. I mean, Terrence Newman is something else. Knocking down passes, getting interceptions. Um, Just an outstanding game today. Wonderful overall for the Vikings. The offense looked awfully good for a while there, as Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson and others were able to get the Vikings to the one-yard line. I mean, the one-yard line, man. I mean, it got all the way to the two, and then Adrian got it to the one. And the next thing you know... Kyle Rudolph drops the biggest gimme of all time. I mean, nobody was anywhere near him. He just dropped the ball. And, of course, like clockwork, it was an incomplete pass on the following play. Vikings could not get into the end zone, and we wind up with only three points on a 20-yard field goal, which is, of course, significantly shorter than an extra point. So just how frustrating is that? You couldn't get in the end zone on the one-yard line. It was first and goal at the two, man, and you couldn't get in. And Kyle Rudolph, again, dropping a gimme. And it was funny. Uh, even Pete Bursich out there <laughs> predicted the Vikings go to Kyle Rudolph. As you know, I like to listen to kind of the radio and the and the TV around the same time because it, it's just cool. You know, I, I like to kind of go back and forth, uh, have the TV announcers or the TV on with the radio announcers talking at times too. Um, it was predictable, and Kyle Rudolph is a guy you could consider a, you know. A worthy red zone threat in the NFL. He, he's a guy who obviously was a was highly touted coming to the Vikings. A very exciting draft pick to me has not lived up to that hype though. With all these injuries, and now this year he's been dropping some passes that are you know that, that are very very catchable. And this was a, a touchdown that was in the bank. I mean it would have been his fourth of the season, which is nice. But that guy, he's really not living up to it. Don't be surprised if Mike Cole, Mike Cole Pruitt ends up being the starting tight end in the next year or two. Just my opinion. Please don't flood me with hate mail out there. I mean, it, it is what it is. I think most of you would think Kyle Rudolph has been on the has been a bit disappointing, to be quite honest. And you know what? There'd be nothing wrong with you if you said that. I, I really don't think <laughs> I really don't think anybody should get mad at that. It cost us four points, and the way this game headed not long after that, well, yeah, it could have cost us the freaking game, if not for some massive momentum setters, thank God for that, a couple of huge ones, to be quite honest, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. Um, Ultimately, the Vikings would stop the Raiders again, just a pass rush from Legends, it's been, it's been fantastic the whole game. I mean, the Raiders couldn't complete passes that they normally would. A lot of calls did not go the Raiders' way, and Jack Del Rio was losing his mind, flipping out. He was losing it at the referees throughout the whole game. And, you know, I, I kind of don't blame him because some of the calls weren't really good on his side. But then again, some calls could have gone, gone against us. But then ultimately one of them, there was a flag picked up in the second half where there was going to be a pass interference, and there, there really wasn't a pass interference on the play, and they ended up picking up and saying no, no, uh, call on the play, no, yeah, no foul on the play. So thank you very much, Mister Referees, for that one. But it, it was a one-sided game for a while there. I mean, it looked like the Vikings were going to blow the Raiders out. I mean, you thought, here we go, fourteen nothing, no problem. This thing is just kicking ass. The Vikings look so good right now. They get down the field again. Early in the second quarter, and again they would have to settle for a field goal. This time a thirty eight yard. Luckily Blair Walsh made it. That was his seventeenth consecutive field goal attempt, which unfortunately later on would, would go by the wayside. After he would miss two field goals later in the game, unfortunately. And of course the fact that the Vikings left eight points on the board now, because that's obviously two touchdowns that probably probably should have happened as the Vikings offense sputtered. Things just did not things were not completed the way they should have been, especially the Kyle Rudolph. You know, attempt in the end zone, unbelievable again. I'll just probably leave it as that now. I don't need to need to beat a dead horse at this point. Um, but yeah, that's eight points on the board. You go from twenty-one nothing to thirteen nothing. Well, okay, uh, <laughs> you got to think the Vikings would be would be in the driver's seat in this football game at that point. But you just knew, you just knew, and as I predicted on the previous show, and as pretty much anybody else would predict as well, if you watch football and you pay attention to the Oakland Raiders this year and late last year, as Derek Carr continued to develop, they're going to break through at some point, and they're going to start showing some semblance of some offense. It's going to happen, regardless how good Mike Zimmer's defense is. But luckily, these these would be all they would get. (laughs) Believe it or not, despite uh, circumstances. You know, I mean, things just did not work out for the Raiders long term in this one. Thank God again for that. But Derek Carr just cut through the Vikings defense on consecutive drives in a matter, it was only a matter of about, mm, it was a matter of about eight minutes or so, consecutive drives, 14 points for the Oakland Raiders, just sliced through the Vikings. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, guys like that making big catches, big plays. Uh, just one thing after another, the frustration started to set in, and you started to worry a little bit because now, well, instead of being 21 nothing Minnesota, it's 14-13 Oakland. Oh, goody, things are getting a little bit tougher around here. Again, you knew it was coming, right? You knew it was coming. Yes, the Vikings' defense is good, but the Oakland Raiders' pass offense is about as good as there is in the league right now. Luckily, their defense though is one of the worst in the league. I mean, they give up a lot of rushing yards. Adrian Peterson, um, you know, was consistently going forward the entire game, like I always talked about, and I predicted that, you know, regardless if Teddy Bridgewater was going to be healthy or not, as of course Bridgie was healthy, thank God. <laughs> I was I was going to say that at the introduction, but I was too excited to hop into this thing. That uh, obviously, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater passed all the protocols, was able to play today, but again, nothing special against this offense, but I can't imagine the concussion helped. Um, uh, uh, it, it's almost like, in a way, and a two-sided thing, you almost hope that's all it is, and it isn't the fact that, it, it isn't the fact, it, it isn't that Teddy Bridgewater is not not what we hope he's going to be. It, you hope it's more of maybe he's still recovering a little bit and he'll be better coming into the next week, and I got to think that will happen. Didn't really take advantage of this Oakland uh, defense today at all. I mean, not not really, not until the last minute there, but <laughs> then again, there wasn't really Bridgewater most of the way. Luckily, or luck, luckily, unluckily, but luckily Adrian Peterson did what he did throughout the entire game. Another Terrell Davis type performance, just getting the ball forward until, well, much later. <laughs> but yeah, with Oakland taking the lead like that, you figure we're screwed. Oh goody, here come the Oakland Raiders and it's what a momentum changer going into the half. The Raiders lead now But, oh wait, we forgot about this one guy named Cordero Patterson, who it's long been forgotten as a wide receiver, but he can still be a pretty damn good kickoff returner, and he was able to return it for 58 yards, or actually 93 yards, pardon me, (laughs) unbelievable, fantastic, made some nice moves, showed some unbelievable speed, and it reminded us of his talent, but also gave us continued frustration as to why he does not do the hard work to be a National Football League receiver. And, you know, that's an ongoing conversation in local media here and national media as well, that Cordero Patterson does not do the grind, the hard work behind the scenes to be what he needs to be in the National Football League. Instead, he's just a flashy guy with his his hair color and his long hair and his, his fancy clothes and his fancy cars and his fancy this, his fancy that. Just, just... Tortell, please. You know this. This is all gonna disappear. You know that, right? If if you if you if you wind up le- leaving the NFL, this is all gonna vanish and disappear. You you do know that, right? So, come on, do do a little grinding, man. You can worry about your fashion and your money after you leave the league, and maybe even in parts of the off season as well. I personally hate fashion. I can't stand it. I, I really can't. You know, maybe that's why I'm not as popular as I could be. But <laughs> whatever, you know, <laughs> I hate it. Um, I hate. Getting, I hate it, getting shoved in my face every second, but eh, you know, uh, point made. Okay, sorry about that, Cordero. You could be, you could be a superstar if you wanted to be, or at least a star. Maybe not a superstar, but you could be one of the better players. But oh well, at least you opened the door for guys like Stefan Diggs. I mean, thank you for that. At least, very, very much so. The whole passing game for the Bayes today, though, almost non-existent. I mean, almost non-existent. Teddy Bridgewater was on his back four times in the game, stacked. Obviously, multiple times in this one by Mario Edwards, Curtis Lofton, Khalil Mack was just phenomenal. That guy is something. Alden Smith is also a really good player. Despite the fact the Raiders' defense, uh, yardage-wise and such, is really bad right now and they give up a lot, they've got some players on that defense, a lot like the Minnesota Vikings did when Mike Zimmer first got here. Um, when the defense looked pitiful, like the 2013 Vikings defense looked like horse bleep. I almost swore there and I probably should have, but <laughs> it looked like horse bleep. Um, but there were players. There were certain players like the Harrison Smiths and such that were developing into something. Um, obviously, Xavier Rhodes. It's like, I want to say there was a a linebacker, but not yet, really. I mean, you still had Greenway, but he was getting older and he was actually struggling and getting played too much. And it's funny how much better he is now that his minutes have been limited a bit. His snaps have been limited. That's an NFL term. And like in hockey, Ryan Suter, when his minutes are limited a little more, look, look how much better he is now. Funny. You know, certain guys just, they I mean, nobody should get uh, too much playing time. And then when you know they're a better player than what they've been showing, you might want to limit things a little bit. So there you go. Uh, really went sideways there, and I apologize. Um, there are names on that Raiders defense, and I do highly expect it to improve over the course of time under the guidance of Mr. Jack Del Rio, who I think is one of the better coaches out there, one of the more underrated um, as you head into the second or the, the third quarter, it was just a lot of slop. <laughs> but then again, there were a lot of good plays too. But unfortunately, the, on both sides, the defenses made good plays. The Vikings offense kind of sputtered a bit. They'd make a couple of good plays here and there, and then it would struggle. It was a it was a disappointing for today, we'll say. Disappointing for today, or well, at that that day anyway, on Sunday, offense for the Vikings against a defense that wasn't very good. So that's where the good football wasn't really there. Where on the other side, you have great receivers, a, a really, really good up-and-coming quarterback in Derek Carr, Making play after play against a defense that can also make play after play after play. I mean, I mean, Terrence Newman at 37 is a son of a gun, man. I mean, that that guy can play, and I, I just love him. He's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> he really is. You can kind of guess where I'm headed later on for the post uh, post game awards. That's well, at least one of them anyway. <laughs> oh man. And, and seriously, what did I talk about last week? Coming into the game, what was going to lead the Vikings to victory? Because you figure, if Sean Hill's the quarterback, who really really needs to lead the offense? I mean, it's plain as day. It's Adrian Peterson. And and, and it's a team last week that gave up, was it 170 yards and two touchdowns? Well, it's kind of similar today. In fact, slightly better. Just one less touchdown. (laughs) Um, And you figure either Sean Hill's the quarterback or Teddy Bridgewater maybe he's a bit shooken up. Yeah, so you got the running game with Adrian Peterson and the pass defense of the Minnesota Vikings, a la Terrence Newman and Xavier Rhodes, but especially Terrence Newman today and Captain Munderland, The veterans on the defense today were absolutely freaking awesome, just freaking awesome, and they continued to be that way in that third period, despite third quarter, third period, whatever. Uh, despite the fact the Oakland Raiders were making some awesome plays in front of them, but the Vikings ultimately, the Vikings defense ultimately would win the day in that third quarter and the Vikings would maintain their lead oh, it was freaking awesome it made me very very happy the fourth quarter the Vikings defense continued to do what they could and <laughs> the Vikings again would have to settle for a 34-yard field goal is it just again incomplete passes to to uh um Mr. Uh, Mike Wallace a guy who just I don't know there just there just isn't the chemistry between Bridgewater and and uh Mike Wallace and it's a shame again last week that Wallace and Bridgewater couldn't connect on that one quote-unquote breaking ball. That might have been a 60-yard uh, uh, play uh, after the catch. I mean, it may very well have been that. Man alive. What a frustration it's been all season. Hey, I do apologize the, about the poor audio the past 16 minutes or so. I just realized it right here on the fly, so I changed it to the correct microphone. It was on the wrong microphone, so I do apologize for that. Um uh again like i was saying all oh, blair walsh had to settle for a, or the vikings had to settle for a 34 yard field goal from blair walsh after he had missed two in a row the vikings uh again were facing the wind they were going into the wind this time so it was wind factor 2.0 basically but that won't be the name of this episode at least i don't think so nah cuz it didn't really cost us majorly this time around uh blair walsh was able to hit this one from 34 yards out despite the fact the wind was at his face and then Everything changed dramatically uh, not too long after this. Uh, Vikings were leading by nine, which was good. But the Raiders were striking like it was going to be no problem whatsoever. One play after another. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Derek Carr was hitting one receiver after another. Amari Cooper. Michael Crabtree had a big, big, long reception in this one. Um, During the course of this play that led to the field goal, though, Stefan Diggs had made a 37-yard play, though. Catch and yards after catch. Huge play ultimately that helped the Vikings... Uh, get down the field and get up by nine, which was a two-score lead, kind of. Well, kind of. I mean, uh, see, a touchdown and a field goal would have won the game for the Raiders, which had me scared to death, ultimately, the way they were flying down that field. Just cutting through the Vikings like butter again. It was like, here we go again. Same old, just like it was during the, um, uh, just like it was during that second quarter there. It looked like we were going to go that direction again, in the Raiders might end up possibly winning the game, even though the Vikings luckily had a nine-point lead. But then there we go, all the way to the goal line. The Raiders are going to score a touchdown, and Terrence Newman comes up with his second interception of the day. Unbelievable. Huge clutch play. And then what happens immediately after that? Hand off to Adrian Peterson, and, well, what are the words? You say them. He's loose. <laughs> or should I say, and he's loose! Because he was loose, and that was it. That was it. 80 yards to pay dirt. Vikings win, 30-14. And the stadium was silent. The black hole, as they like to call it, went from rowdy, crazy. Everything was going their way for a moment there. Pass interference calls, encroachment, whatever it was. Holding on the defense. Just one frustration after another. It looked like the Raiders might come back and win this thing. But it all vanished. Vanished into a black hole. It literally was a black hole for the Raiders, ultimately. It all vanished for them. The interception by Newman and the 80-yard touchdown run for Adrian Peterson after the Vikings had to, well, get field position at the 20 and hope for the best, run the clock as much as he can, but I guess they didn't have to run the clock because he went all the way to pay dirt. That was it. The Raiders did what they could do. They were trying to do what they could do and the clock ended up running out on them ultimately with no further score. The Minnesota wins 30-14, to 14, sole possession of first place, as we'll talk about in the second segment. The Green Bay Packers did lose to the Detroit Lions. We'll be talking about that briefly in segment number two. And, of course, that's next week's opponent. So, it can't really come at a better time, ultimately, that the Vikings would take sole possession of first place. And then the following week, Green Bay, baby. In the following week, it's Minnesota versus the Green Bay Packers in the TCF Bank Stadium, that's a game you need to win and take a two-game lead over the Green Bay Packers. You need to win it, and we're going to talk about it in the next segment. Need to and will are two different things. We'll just see where we go with that one. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it very shortly. Ultimately, shall we pass out the awards for this video, for this video, for for this show, for this episode and this wonderful football game that ended up working out nicely for the Vikings? Fran Tarkenton Award. Is going to go. It's going to be a tie. I think it's the same as last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, And I remember when I gave it to Terrence Newman, yeah, last week, I actually meant to give it to uh, Xavier Rhodes and Adrian Peterson, not Terrence Newman, because he struggled later in that game after making some really nice plays, nice tackles and stops and knocking the ball away. It was supposed to be Xavier Rhodes and Terrence Newman. So that is a. A uh, big, big apology there, though. You could say Terrence Newman was a honorable mention. This time around, he's the legitimate uh, Fran Tarkenden Award winner, along with Adrian Peterson, <clears throat> who is in the record books deeper now. He now leads the Minnesota Vikings with the most uh, 50-yard plays. He, he has passed Randy Moss, with so 27 of those. He is now the all-time sole possession leader in that category. He has the most uh, 200-yard games in the history of football. He passed O.J. Simpson, or I believe he's tied with him, With six of those, six 200-yard games, unbelievable. So this guy for sure will be in the Hall of Fame without a doubt now. I mean, having an unbelievable, freaking awesome season coming back from what he did. You know, he had the ACL, then he had the MVP season, then he had had an OK season, and then you had that whole thing that took place (laughs) last year that I'm not going to talk about anymore because I think they talked about it more than enough. And here he is. Started out mediocre, uh, with a mediocre start to the season. Now he has 961 yards, just, a, just an inch away from uh, 1,000. And he's got quite a few more games to go. And watch, I mean, who knows? I mean, he'll be chasing that 2,000 again. What an awesome season for Adrian Peterson it is turning out to be. He's really carrying this team. And at 7-2, and two, <clears throat> I would love to see this guy get one more shot at that NFC title game and, and beyond. And the possibility now exists. As I stated on last show, I said the Minnesota Vikings, if they could go to Oakland and win that game, I'm going to start believing they could be a uh, they, they could go on a playoff run. And ladies and gentlemen, I am believing the possibility exists that the Minnesota Vikings could indeed go on a playoff run. And the, that doesn't mean that's no guarantee ultimately, but the possibility is very much, very, very much in the picture. What a great way to wrap up this segment and so, celebrate this wonderful game. We'll be back next segment to talk about some more happy things. (laughs) Segment number two.
1: Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest
0: of the
2: show. We are going...
0: Here on Purple Mafia, segment number two, the, you can call it, NFL Roundup slash NFC North uh, review. And, of course, the preview of next week's game coming up pretty quick here. The Green Bay Packers will be visiting TCF Bank Stadium, the 6-3 Packers versus the 7-2 Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, you can do the math there. The Vikings' divisional record is 3-0. The Packers' divisional record is 1-1. Another very important tiebreaker information right there to go along with uh, Arizona's record of seven and two. They are one and one in their division as well, or was it two and one? We'll get back to that in a second. Um, ultimately, I was just so hyper, so excited in that first segment. I apologize that I didn't even mention the Christian Ponder Memorial. Guess I got to give it to Anderson Dejo. Just got just got torched a bit by Derek Carr. When, when he was going on those uh, influential runs, it looked like the Raiders were going to start to take over the game, particularly in the passing game. And Sandejo was definitely a victim of some serious uh, passing attack from Mr. Derek Carr and the talented and young Oakland wide receivers. So there you go. Christian Ponder Memorial goes to Andrew Sandejo. So let's kind of briefly look in the NFL. Pittsburgh pounding Cleveland 30-9. to La la la. <laughs> New York and Buffalo. Those two teams are all over the place. I, I don't even know what to make of them. It's like, okay, I mean, which one's, which one's the good one out of the two? It's like Buffalo started super good. The Jets look good too, but Buffalo look like they're going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC the way they started the season, and then they went in a tailspin. Now they beat the Jets. Okay, I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's what it, what it is. But <laughs> Houston and Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals finally lose a game on Monday Night Football, ten to six in Cincinnati. So that's over. The dream is done for the uh, undefeated season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Never thought it was going to happen, but Pittsburgh is kind of, sort of, still in range. I mean, oh, they're 6-4, Cincinnati's 8-1, and one, so the Steelers still in need of their uh, 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 bye week I'll, uh, still at this stage in the season. Denver Broncos, that's a huge one. Yes, Mr. Peyton Manning did eclipse... And this was in Denver, by the way, Mile High, whatever they want to call it. (laughs) He did eclipse Brett Favre's uh, statistics, most yardage, and and all that. But unfortunately for Mister Peyton Manning, he had a terrible game and ultimately was benched. Now he has a torn plantar fasciitis. Brett Favre was saying, "Well, now you got the record, so go ahead, take him away. You know, as in like keep keep going. You know, don't bring him way up." But it looks like yeah, like don't just slide past my record and then and then retire or whatever. <laughs> but it's looking like that may end up being the case. I don't know. Um it's unfortunate to see that happen. A twenty nine to thirteen loss for the Denver Broncos. Second straight setback for Denver. They're definitely uh they're definitely on the uh, on the snide right now. They're down to seven and two after a perfect start, so that's a definite disappointment for them. Carolina continues their dominance, but over an easy team in Tennessee, twenty-seven to ten, they would definitely be the Minnesota Vikings' top threat. I think to go to the uh, that thing, the the SB. Like Brent Jacobson will talk about that, but if the Vikings were to go there, it looks like right now the road will go the road of the Super Bowl at this point in time goes through the nine and O. Oh. Carolina Panthers, but as we've seen with Denver, things can change very, very quickly. We also saw that with Arizona in the past. But what a nice win over the Seattle Seahawks, thirty-nine to thirty-two. I watched that whole game, by the way, Sunday night football. What a thriller! So happy for Arizona. I hate Seattle. I really like Arizona. They're seven and two, just like Minnesota. But the tiebreaker at this point in time is the fact that the Vikings are two and one, but we'll also, or the the, the Cardinals' uh, divisional record is two and one, but we'll also have a head-to-head matchup, which will. Proved to be more important later on down the road here. Let's see, Jacksonville-Baltimore, two of the worst teams in football. Jacksonville beat Baltimore. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas, those are not very good teams, 10-6. to 6. Washington's thromped the New Orleans Saints, 47-14. to 14. Wow, <laughs> and the New Orleans Saints have fired their defensive coordinator. But now we're about to go to the NFC North, Miami over Philadelphia, so they're staying alive over there in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins are staying alive. They're they're five and uh, four and five, pardon me. Which is if they were in the AFC South, they'd be leading the division with the Indianapolis Colts, which is pretty funny. That division could go to anybody. Even Jacksonville could win that division at this stage, which is just funny as hell. Heck, even Tennessee could. They're only two games out, to two and seven. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, that's that's crazy. We're we poor Miami. I mean, they got to catch up. But I suppose I mean Buffalo's only five and four, and they're in second. So yeah, we'll worry about that when it happens. I got a sneaky feeling the Oakland Raiders are going to win the AFC West. I think they're going to catch up to Denver, and I don't have any faith in Kansas City. Give, give me a break. I have no faith in that Chiefs team. Yeah, they beat Denver in Denver, but I think Oakland's going to catch up and win that division. And you know what? Go Raiders. I, I hope they do. And yes, we just played them, but that means I can say go Raiders now. You know, <laughs> we took care of that business now, and now I can root for the Raiders over in that division. That'd be nice to see them win that. All right. Uh, oh, one last game New England over the Giants by one point. Gotta like that 27 to 26. That is the most amazing matchup in the NFL for the last, let's see, since 2007. So we're talking eight years now. And who knows? Maybe that'll be the Super Bowl matchup once again. The New England Patriots go into East Rutherford, New Jersey and beat the Giants by one point. Congratulations, New England. still 9-0, and they're the best team in football with a bullet, in my humble opinion. So, what's next? St. Louis, last week's opponent, hosting the Chicago Bears, and yeah, 37-13, the Bears thrump the St. Louis Rams, and the Bears are 4-5. and five. Did you see that coming? Four and five for the Chicago Bears. They're still alive, Dylan. Uh, Dylan's club is still alive. I don't think anybody saw it coming. But then again, the Bears have some talent. It's just their defense isn't so hot. But St. Louis offense is so inept. And Nick Foles has now got himself benched in favor of God knows who at this point. (laughs) Nick Foles is just... I don't know. He was good in Philadelphia, but it's further proof. Some guys are just system players. And Nick Foles is a system quarterback for Mr.... Uh, Chip Kelly over there in Philadelphia, I'm sure that trade devastated him, and I'm absolutely sure it did, Jay Cutler destroyed a pretty good St. Louis offense, uh, defense, pardon me, and you know what, good, you know what, thank you, you know what, go Bears, doggone it, and, and I'm sure everybody's like, what the hell, is this Purple Mafia, or Bears Mafia, dude, St. Louis, what what did they do to Teddy Bridgewater again, what did uh, What did Greg Williams do to Teddy Bridgewater, so this is an in-your-face to the St. Louis Rams in a big way to see Jay Cutler destroy that team. Yes, he got sacked twice, but that's that's not as bad. And he came out of the game at least without an injury, so that's good in that sense. Greg Williams, take that. Yeah, SOB, take that. Congratulations to the Bears and staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. So the game of the week, besides the fact that, uh, well, we're playing them next week as well. Packers hosting the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is grinded out football to say the least. Green Bay Packers have no business playing grinded out football with Detroit, but but they they had to for whatever reason because they're just they're out of sync. They not, they're not getting along at all right now. Ah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Hmm. And Detroit I had zero running game. I mean, zero running game. I mean, one there was one rushing play in the whole game from Golden Tate. There was a, an eleven yard run, and it was just a you know one of those trick plays with the wide receiver, basically like Cordell Patterson, you know the P- Percy Harvin type of wide receiver who can be a little British, you know, go into the backfield and do a running play. Eleven yards, good play for Detroit there. Outside of that, seventeen rush or excuse me, seventeen yards out of fourteen rushes from Drake Bell. I yeah yeah Don't know, man. I, I that's pretty bad, but hey. But they still beat the Packers. That's the funny part. They still beat the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. You know his numbers aren't that bad, but they're man, they're kind of like you know you know how you know he's reminding me of right now. And go ahead, laugh at me all you want because I know you're gonna laugh at me. But it's it's almost like did Jake is this the Twilight Zone or something? Did Jay Cutler and Aaron Rodgers like trade souls for like a couple of or brains or something for like a couple of weeks here because. I don't know. Cutler looks kind of Rodgers-like. He, he just torched that St. Louis team. I mean, that is the Rams' defense. They're not that bad, are they? <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers does this. I mean, this. And I know Detroit is is a fairly physical team, and the Vikings had to kind of had to earn their points, but they looked awfully good down the stretch in Detroit. And that was, of course, the day that Flips Naunders died. I, I, I'm going to always remember it that way, damn it. kind of getting sad now. Sorry about that. Um... But, yeah, this is Jay Cutler right here. 61 sixty one attempts, 333 yards, and under 60%. Quarterback rating, 83.6, two touchdowns. Not that bad, but it's it's just, you know, it's like B-B-B-minus football, basically, by Aaron Rodgers. You get guys fighting, infighting on the sidelines, arguing. I remember Aaron Rodgers threw a surface last week in his frustration. Hopefully he didn't break it, but, well, I suppose he's the kind, he's got the kind of mindset, oh, yeah, I could... I could pay for it if I absolutely must. You know, <laughs> it's like, what does he care, right? But hey, dang it, hey, I'll, I'll, t- if, if you're gonna break it, just give it to me instead. You know, I, I could use the surface. That would be, that would be nice. Would be nice. It would, it would, it would help. You know, just eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, as haha ha, Clinton Dix is one of the guys uh, fighting over over there in uh, Packerland. They're just, they're just not getting along. Don't know what's going on. He had a lot of tackles, but that means he got beat pretty good. Matthew Stafford, pardon me, had a pretty solid game, but then again, it's Matthew Stafford that Carson Palmer post-ACL type of numbers, like usual. Uh, Decent game, though. Two touchdowns, So there's always that one interception. It's just something like that, and a ton of uh, attempts, but uh, he took care of uh, business down the stretch. Detroit had to really fight and claw, though, to win this game. They had to, well, they they were missing field goals and such, and the Packers were missing field goals. Or at least Mason Crosby missed one late in the game, I should say. Uh, he only attempted two field goals and he missed the second one, which was huge. And the Packers ultimately lose the game, finish at six and three right now. Detroit gets gets only their second win of the season. The Vikings amazingly have swept them for the season, which is really exciting. Vikings play the Packers for the first time this coming Sunday. I, we all know the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. He got he got uh, Randall Cobb, who's crazy. No, he's a good player. James Starks is a I like him. I mean, there's, there's. It doesn't help that, um, <laughs> that 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 the that the top running back of the Packers is out. It certainly doesn't help at all. But it's just the fact that the Packers are are out of sync. That that's really, it's an interesting thing. And are they going to come out of it? Come out of it, or are they not going to come out of it? That's that's my huge question here because I do not want to be the the team that <laughs> well it ends up being. Ends up being the. <laughs> ends up having to deal with the wrath of the Green Day Packers. Pardon me, I'm like losing my mind. But yeah, Eddie Lacey's been out for a little while, and he's struggled too, as, as well. Fumbled three times during the season. His numbers are not what they've been. That doesn't help the Green Day Packers cause either, ultimately. Um, James Starks is actually have has 10 more carries on the season than Eddie Lacey. He's, he's been injury riddled and not been the same guy overall. Um. Ultimately, yeah, you, you you get what I'm leading towards here. I mean, either this Packers team is going to implode and they're going to completely go down, and we've even heard rumors of uh, Mike McCarthy getting fired, obviously the Packers coach. Well, if this team completely implodes and misses the playoffs, I, I don't think Mike McCarthy's coming back. That's definitely a common sense type of thought process there. I'm just, I, I'm a little worried that this team is going to come out firing and they're going to have, like, the game of their life type of thing. And, I do not want to be the team <laughs> that's on the field when the Packers do that. This this game is absolutely positively 120% on that pass rush for the Minnesota Vikings and, of course, the secondary as well. Continue to frustrate Aaron Rodgers. Just, I mean, that's the key of the game. Aaron Rodgers rushes the Vikings defense and hoping, hope, hope that Teddy Bridgewater will be more healthy coming into this game because it's plain as day. Teddy Bridgewater was not himself against the Oakland Raiders. I think he would have had a hell of a game if he was closer to 100%, we'll say, because nobody's 100%. You get bruises, bangs, and stuff that you'll that you'll never see. I mean, they're wearing uniforms. You can't see the bruise on their leg and, and their arms and their shoulders and their chest and their God knows what. You know, maybe their buttocks. <laughs> you can't see those bruises, obviously. Uh, you don't know if their ankle's been killing them for like five weeks straight. Uh, stuff like that. You, you get the idea, but if he's closer to one hundred, if he was closer to one hundred percent, he didn't have a uh, possible aftermath of a concussion. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater would have lit up those Raiders, and and the and the Vikings would have won the game fifty-five to, to fourteen. I mean, who, who knows? I gotta hope and pray that Teddy Bridgewater's health will be stronger coming into this Green Bay game against. I mean, I mean in TCF Bank Stadium. It does help to be at home, even though it's always kind of a 50-50 with the fans at the game. But I'm sure there'll be more Viking fans than Packer fans. Just like there's always going to be more Packer fans than Viking fans in Lambeau Field. and But but there'll be a huge number of each fan base in each stadium. Like there always is. Same old story. We, we know all these guys, obviously. <laughs> and, and you know what they're capable of. Are, are, are they going to continue to struggle? That's my hope. That's the unpredictable side of this game. That's what I'm worried about in this one. But I, I, do, think, I do think the Vikings can win this game without a doubt. I, I think they're on an unbelievable momentum right now. And one huge key that's different about this Vikings team, that's been different about most of them for the, for the last several years, is the fact that they are extremely clutch you're in a close game situation, how many times did the Vikings blow games late in the game? Like last year, how many times did they lose at the last, uh, on the last play, or one little play here and there? How many times did they lose? How many times did they lose in 2013 that way? How many times did they lose in 2012 that way? And you could go on and on and on, but how many times this year have the Vikings won that way? That's a extremely good sign, and that's actually, at the end of the day, what gives me confidence that not only can the Minnesota Vikings win this game, but that they can win the NFC North division. That's not Purple Kool-Aid right there, folks. When you're able to win games on the road, in a clutch, in a, in a tough environment, and in a very clutch situation, when you're able to get the job done, and you got a guy like Stefan Diggs, who always... No matter what the situation, the Vikings are down, the Vikings are up, the Vikings are home, the Vikings are on the road, they're playing the best defense, they're playing the worst defense. He always seems to show up at the most important time of the game. He'll, as Justin Mayer, Henry, and others say, he will dig you out. He will dig you out. He saves the day every single time, and he had a huge play late in that Oakland game that helped at least lead the Vikings to... What ultimately was a semi tagger for that field goal? I mean, you're up by nine points with about three minutes left. Your odds of winning a game in that situation are a lot better than being up by, by six points. <laughs> so look at it that way. It was quite important that we were able to get that done. Huge play by, by uh, Diggs. He saved, I mean, he, he got the job done in Detroit. It was a complete momentum changer. Complete momentum changer uh, the week before against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's when he came out. The the new sensation, as they said on the Paul Allen show, <laughs> they were singing that song. That's the only song i probably enjoyed from that. Yeah, but then again, I actually like seventies music a lot. It's just I hate when they make up their own songs. That gets like kind of old, really old. But uh, you know, um, but no, he's been clutching every single game. He's he has dug the Vikings out in every single game, and I think the Vikings will defeat the Green Bay Packers in TCF Bank Stadium. I think we'll put up some some points. It's not going to be the most exciting. Uh, I don't don't think anybody's going to blow each other out of this one in, in any way. Adrian Peterson, obviously the key of keys. I mean, he's the Terrell Davis of this Viking team. He is reminding me of Terrell Davis this whole season. And Terrell Davis helped the Denver Broncos win two Super Bowls when he was Terrell Davis, and he wasn't ACL-ridden, the poor guy. I mean, God, I, I, I still get sad when I think about that. That that guy would have been one of the three greatest running backs that ever lived, rather than a guy who was great that didn't play, long, uh, play for very long. Damn, you know, it, it's just fate sometimes goes that direction, man. Um, but I think the Packer, Packers, I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I'm envisioning it right now. It's on my... It's on my, my retina right now. It's flashing. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Very dramatic game. Stefan will dig us out again, but maybe I shouldn't even say that. I'm going to knock on wood. Just let it happen. You know, I, I don't want to jinx it, but I think the Vikings will be clutch down the stretch. They'll win the game. I think the Packers will play better than they have uh, lately i would love to see the packers just implode and beat each other up on the sidelines and go down the just go absolutely down the tubes and the vikings went 42 to 17 but i cannot predict that i'm i'm just not going to do it man the the packers have had so many good seasons but they've also struggled here and there too they the the 20 10 Packers went on an influential run that went all the way. But that was like a big miracle run at the end of the year when they were pretty big underdogs. The next year they went 15-1, and one and they got beat by the Giants right away in the, in the, uh, the second round after the first round bye. So really, ever since that moment, the Packers have been very vulnerable, despite the fact they've had gaudy records, sexy numbers, blah, 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 blah. So you get the idea. I think the Vikings will win the win the game 27-24. They'll have a two-game lead on the Green Bay Packers, which would be absolutely nuts. But the Packers will scare us a bit in this one. That's just my humble opinion. You can have yours. And you know what? It's time to hear your opinions out there because we got two call-ins. We also have two uh, we also have the, the Facebook and the Twitter account. We'll get to all that. This show will probably go slightly over an hour. That's just my humble guess. But when you have a 7-2 and two team on the run, they're going on, and it's Packer week. Wow. Well, here we go. Time to hear from Brent Jacobson and Sebastian Balls in the order they received. Brent will be first, of course. Sebastian second. I'll comment right after and then hop back in after the second one and then on to the Facebook and Twitter accounts for Purple Mafia Show. With that, we'll take a break and do that.
2: Yeah, message for Joey Wigan and Purple Mafia. Hey, how you love it now? Man, I didn't see this coming. I thought, at the end of the season, it's the embarrassment by the Bay. The, that this may be a long season. Maybe 10 and 6. But heck, whatever now, 7 and 2? Hell yeah! Love it. That man, we beat Green Bay, and we pretty much got a single on the division. Then once we get in the dance, who knows what happens? I'm not going to say the S V word yet, but loving the season. Hard to complain. Lastly, I'm telling you. When I work at the home games, it's hard to call in but or comment, but you no, know, I'm out there still, Joey. Keep up the good work. Skull Vikings, beat the pack. Skull Vikes, bye.
0: And as always, I thank you very much for that call. Mr. Brent Jacobson out of the Lakeville area here in the Twin Cities. Thank you always for calling in. Really appreciate it. And this time we got it on time. <laughs> Sometimes that's good with the late, uh, the late games, the late late recorded show, but I also need to probably lay back and let people call in. But then again, I suppose Brent uh, needs it to be a road game, mostly. So this next one will be tougher. Totally understandable because he does work at the games. Um, and uh, But yeah, I mean, generally, right after the game, maybe try to call in for those of you out there that uh, would like to call in as well. So... Yeah, uh, generally speaking, yeah, just a, an exciting season, exceeding our expectations. That's pretty much the gist of the first part of the call. Other than the yeah, Leonard said, like other than the embarrassment at the Bay, so to speak, with the San Francisco Forty ers who are uh, they're weird. I mean, they they crush us. They look really good, then they suck really bad for a while, and then they beat other good teams like Seattle and such, like or supposed good teams. And it's like okay. I, I don't know. Um, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything. Most people don't like their coach, blah, 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 this and that. And Brent also adding a very important point in the middle there, saying middle to later half of the call, saying, um, yeah, I'm not going to use the SB word yet. We know what SB means, right? It's the two, it's the biggest game of the year at the end of January into the beginning of February, first week of February nowadays. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not either. Uh, it's too early, but... It's it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. It's headed closer in that direction than it was before. So there you go. We're heading closer in that direction, right? That, that's probably about the good best way to go about that. <laughs> really, always nice to hear from Brent, and um, yeah, he'll he'll most likely be getting a star at some point. <laughs> now we're gonna jump into Sebastian Balls. Hey, Joe it's
1: Sebastian, how are you doing? Uh, it's good to be a caller again. Want to touch try- on a few uh, quick things here. Our defense, through half the points spectacular. Um, Stefan Diggs really emerging. Mike Wallace is a big disappointment. Teddy Bridgewater playing decent. Uh, he's not really enough the game. I know a lot of Viking fans want to go and be like, oh, my God, he's not spectacular. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But if you remember right, we were like, oh, my God, why can't Ponda just be someone who can at least get us through the game and not f- up everything? Now, we asked for that. That's what we're getting. Teddy Boudreaux is going to come into the zone. He's going to do what he's doing. Adrian Peterson leading the ru- league in rushing. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, super thrilled with what we see in the team so far. At this point, we are four and five, uh, through the season. And then we lost to Chicago right after our bye week. So even if you, if you wanted to go after that point, you know, four and six, just horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, Skull Vikings. Thanks for letting me call in. Thanks. Bye.
0: And you're always welcome to call it Sebastian. Always, always, always. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, you were mentioned at the end there how the Bears, like, imploded last year after they were doing good. Yep, it's like a, It's like hard to remember almost. Yeah, it's like, wow. And I have a phenomenal memory. That's usually why I'm probably good at radio. But it's like I'm kind of almost blanked. Like, wow, yeah, it's like, and I remember now how Chicago just, yeah, they were doing well last year. And then they just went down the tank completely. Green Bay just took over that division like it was, like it was, eh, you know. Like the bears were standing still, all that good stuff. Lots of good points there, uh, Mike Wallace. Yeah, he's been a disappointment. Um, ultimately, yeah, the big statement in that call is something I agree with in a huge way. Huge. I mean, like how people are whine- are whining about Teddy Bridgewater, and you know how he's not you know a superstar. And who, who knows? Maybe someday he's going to be closer to a superstar level. So someday, I think that that day still the possibility still exists that that day will come. Ultimately. Uh, yeah, like how Ponder couldn't even complete a pass. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like twenty thirteen, it was like it was like Comedy Central out there. I mean, and I don't watch that kind of stuff, but I am just saying it was like It was literally like Comedy Central. It was pathetic, like pathetic. <laughs> and then last year when he came in the in the Packer game, I, I mean, it 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 was strange. Like how could he be this bad? I, you think. You'd think it was just like bringing in some random high school quarterback out of, out of like central Minnesota somewhere or Iowa or God knows what. I, it was weird. It, it was so bad. It was weird. And Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, is at least adequate, at least adequate, which is what we were praying to God Ponder could hopefully uh, project to become. And he couldn't even be that. He 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 was that in 2012, I suppose, and helped the Vikings make the playoffs. But of course, so did 2,100-ish yards from Adrian Peterson. That, that kind of helped too, and it, it helped a little bit. Helped a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of Adrian Peterson, yes, he is leading the league in rushing, and I, I was gonna mention that, and I didn't, which is terrible, just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I just get too excited. I, I write some stuff down, but then I just go, you know, and that's kind of what happened there. Um, ultimately, yeah, he, he's leading the league in rushing by about a good 200 yards. It's just unbelievable. Phen- phenomenal season for Adrian Peterson. Maybe it'll be another 2,000-yarder. You get a more than adequate quarterback. He'll continue to improve. The defense should probably be better than the 2012 defense, even though it was the best defense Leslie Frazier ever had, which will also lead to another point that I was going to make. Leslie Frazier, when you consider how horrible the defense was in 2011 and 2013, it led, led Mr. Big Shot, uh, Jared Allen, in 2013 to say, this is the worst defense that I've ever been a part of, but you could imagine that Chicago Bears last year, that was the worst defense he'd ever been a part of. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, it, and yeah, the Bears generally weren't good last year, but it's just things finished worse than ever for them, ultimately. And the Packers as well. I may have misunderstood some of the stuff you said there. Um, the audio kind of came and went, I guess. It's just one of those things. I'm not mad at anybody for that, ever. I mean, it, it's a call-in. It's not, it's not you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not like a, in some wealthy millionaire studio out there. So I totally understand that. I mean, a call-in is a call-in. So, yeah, that's, that's radio for you. Um, the point I was trying to get to is, <laughs> I could imagine Jared Allen under Mike Zimmer... Let's just put it this way: He would either be incredibly good, or he would be he, he would be benched right away. It would be one of the two under Mike Zimmer. That's what would have happened under Jared Allen. He's either just he either was just misplaced in a horrible defensive scheme, or he just sucked and he was overrated. It would have gone either way with Jared Allen at, at this stage of his career. We know what he did in two thousand eight, nine, and all that, and, and even eleven when he had nine million sacks. But of course, the defense. Sucked monkey bleep. So anyhow, onto the Facebook page. This is dragging too long. Phenomenal call, Sebastian, and good call. Great calls from both of you guys. Really appreciate both of you very much. You're both going to be getting stars. So there's two stars there now. There's only one more, one left. Oh man, look at me. <laughs> no, it, it, that's just how it goes. Uh, let's let's go from the the wind factor when we always start from. Uh, the previous episode when I said the newest show is out. Felix DePel says, congrats at number 200 with a big smiley face. And thank you very much, Felix, out of Germany. Really appreciate him. What a loyal listener he really is. He really loves this show. And uh, I really appreciate you, Felix. I want you to know that. Uh, Gerald Sring saying, great job getting the show put together. I think you continue to do a better job each season. Hope you keep up the great work. Always look forward to listening in. P.S. My son's team never quite got her done. But they had a great senior year, and I couldn't be more proud of the work those men put in just to get that far. They left everything out on the field, and that's what counts. No regrets. And that was with his uh, sons in the high school championship games there for Gerald. Um, Almost, almost got it there in in the state championships. Almost. Um, It was in the semifinals, if I remember correctly. Yes. Mark Carlson out of Iowa saying, I enjoyed hearing the highlights and and at least one low point from the Rams game. There is another example of good reporting from Paladino Joey. Well, thank you. Uh, it says, I got more than a box score and select statistics. In, fa- in fact, this week's Purple Mafia show has me realizing for the first time in years that we have a coach that is making a difference. And as I say that, I am thinking back, back through time for a coach that is a standout and I can't say that of any recent era coaches made a lasting positive impression on me. I liked Denny Green at first, and, and then, yep, yep, and I did as well at first, <laughs> but then too many times they went into the into halftime with the ball and seconds on the clock in a close game and went home with an, with, with an L. Another was Mike Tice, who excited me too, and yep, yep, I liked him too at the beginning. Positive things were happening, but then as it washed out, only to be mediocre or even less. Also, Joey, I love, really love, you like to touch a bit on history in your podcast. And I actually enjoy your ramblings very much. <laughs> I think it makes a better podcast. I salute you for your 500th podcast. You're a podcast veteran. And this veteran appreciates every episode. Salute, Mark from Iowa. P.S. I miss the Tallgrass Brewing Company commercials and such. I miss it too. And he said, sorry for going long there. But yeah, sure it was long, but it was really nice. And that was awesome to say. And, you know, I wish... <laughs> You know, there's there's other shows that have popped up over the last couple of years. Just like the weeds, they are. You know, it's like they've they, it's like my show's getting grounded out from them. There because there's so many other shows now, and it's frustrating. Um, I'll mention one that's been friendly to me, at least one. You know, that, that we're friends on Facebook. Uh, Purple People Podcast. I'll just mention them. You know, I, I don't consider them that, but all these other ones out there, I could just about guarantee there's some of the trolls that put one stars on Facebook, or Facebook on Twitter, or iTunes, and, yeah, you know what, mm-hmm, two can play that game, I haven't gone there yet, but I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know, it pisses me off, okay, Gerald Swing, that's enough of that, I, <laughs> Gerald Swing, great comments here, Mark, I couldn't agree more, or with you more, Pearl Mafia is so much better than the normal national media products that are out there, with Joey there is no arrogance, no BS, just great angles and takes on our favorite team. P.S. I miss the Telegram's commercials also. I wouldn't have another drop until they're back on board. Oh, man. Or I, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still buy it. I still like it. They've uh, Here's a free plug for them. They came out with some new stuff lately because they had that new brewery now in uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Now there's uh well, there's Bourbon Barrel Buffalo Sweat. It's kind of expensive. Big Rick came out finally. That's what I mentioned a long, long time ago. That's good. Um, it's it's the same price as the bourbon barrel buffalo sweat. And then bourbon barrel vanilla bean w- buffalo sweat with cinnamon. I, It's here right now. I can see it right now from here. I haven't tried that one yet. I just got it yesterday. Kind of expensive, but it's, it's good stuff. Um, I mean, I guarantee you it's worth trying. I, the people that I've heard just love it. So free plug, tall grass. I should get them back on, damn it. Uh, you know, th- those are fun making those commercials, damn it. Anyhow, okay, back to the next uh, step here. Teddy Bridgewater has passed the first concussion test per Zimmer. Zero Sring saying, Wow, what a relief. Yes, sir. These are all Purple Mafia Hall of Famers right now. You guys are just the best, man. I love you guys. Uh, 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 Ollie posting a. Oh, no, this is me. Pardon me. Yep, yeah, yeah, he posts he some others as well. I was saying, Oh, yep, yeah, Bridgewater's expected to play. Mark Carlson saying, Good news. And yes, he was, even though he was struggling. But it, it, I'd rather have Daddy Bridgewater in there than Sean Hill. I'm sorry. Post your in-game thoughts, blah, blah, blah. I posted it early. Let's just say I was kind of busy, distracted. But my focus for the game was better than, than ever. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, not busy, distracted. I was away from computers. So I couldn't comment during the game. So I apologize for those out there. But my focus was better. That's what helped. It actually kind of helped a lot for me. Um... Justin Mayer, Henry, see, I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit. He says, so how about those Packers, guys? Did you watch that crazy-ass game? <laughs> Brett McCarthy was saying, let's go defense. Leland Albertson, I think I've seen him before. They say uh, the end was close, but the Lions held it together. Justin saying, WTF, these Vikings are doing right now. What the F are these Vikings doing right now? Letting Carr drop bombs on assists. They were a rare Peterson- Patterson sighting. Yep, that was after the... That's the one thing about Cordero Patterson. Yeah, he, he, he sucks as a receiver, but you know, he's one of those kick returners that can give you that touchdown, man. I mean, that's the one thing about him. He's got that explosiveness. What I hated, though, back in the preseason, I don't know if I commented on this a while ago, he, he got the touchdown, and, and and he was all cocky and brash and showing off on the sidelines, like, yeah, you know, with other guys on the sidelines. Cordero, shut that. You know, shut up, man, please. STFU. Pardon my language, but please, 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 please. Give me a break. <laughs> Come on. A, a guy getting cocky after the performance he's he's given us. Yeah, sounds like sounds like the average Detroit Lions fan when they finally have a good season. Next comment
2: <laughs>
0: Leland's with a few comments in a row saying it was still a good solid half. Constant pounding by Pat Peterson, you know I'm getting that mixed up. Keep the ball tugged in. Hey, Peterson for MVP of the game. Justin Mayer Henry saying that was beautiful. The INT and he's loose right after. Yeah, I mean, it was bang, bang. It, it was a complete, it was a it was a dagger and then a twist. That's basically what it was. The interception was the dagger and then Adrian Peterson twisted it. It was ball game right there. Tony Coleman, welcome back, buddy. Love Tony Coleman. He is one of the old school legends of Purple Mafia. He's one of the first faces out there. For the Purple Mafia show, one of the first—I still remember when his when he was toying ball on the SportsStuff.com. We're talking circa 0- 08, ish. So Tony is one of the one of the um, one of the oldest uh, fans of problem Mafia. So cherish him very much. He says, "What a beautiful day! The Vikings are on top of the NFC North, and my Packer fans are notably quiet." In my news feed, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yep, yep. You forgot to put a second G there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's okay. I'm just BS in there. Post game thoughts. Yeah, I, I had to read those because most of those were kind of, they weren't really um, like in game like whoa rah rah re you know. Which sometimes it, you know, when there's like eighty comments in there. This time it was quieter. This is so yeah. This show's gonna be a little bit longer. So bear with me, maybe hour fifteen ish. Uh, Justin Mayor Henry saying that INT followed by the touchdown run by Peterson. I thought I was going to shatter my vocal cords from yelling so much. And yeah, I mean. Just the whole game, we were constantly reminded how the Vikings needed to win the game because, or I mean, or I mean, we had a chance to be in sole possession of first place. And then when you saw Derek Carr cutting through that defense, it's just you're feeling it slip away, and it's just your eyes start your eyes start to fill with tears. Like I can't believe we're this close, and now we're gonna blow a road game. No, we're not. We're we're more clutch. Mark Carlson saying this season, see, this season, it seems as all the pieces are falling in place. Players, I believe, that held uncertainty have emerged to be very important to the team. There isn't anything more I can say, but that I am convinced and believe we have a great team assembled under a coaching staff that knows how. Skoll, Mark from Iowa, Brett McCarthy, last week's Gold Star winner, saying, that's all I have to say, and it was a, a intense look from Mike Zimmer saying, if you still doubt this team, I suggest you jump ship. Yep, yep, yep. Mark Carlson saying, yes, well said. And doggone it, I lost it. It'll come right back. Why is it different? Hmm, oh well. It's just because it is. Uh, Justin saying, in Zim we trust. Jake Blumenstock saying, great game. Todd Grunlian saying, R.D. is amazing. Just wish the O would put more points on the board. Great game. Glad A.D. broke 203 yards. That's right, 203 yards today. And the two interceptions by the old man, Mr. 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 Yeah, why am I blanking? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Jeff Froyland saying, I felt like I was cheating today, cheering for the Lions. First place feels great. It's been a long time since we had a defense like this. And it's all because of Coach Zimmer, Skull Vikings. And Mark saying the Lions the Lions in an upset in Green Bay, my stomach hurts from laughing. And yeah, I mean that's not cheating. Heck, I, I cheered for the Bears a little bit over St. Louis. I mean why not? Screw the screw the the, the Rams, man. Uh, Zimmer or Gerald String saying Zimmer has to be a candidate for the Tarkenton Award. And you know what? He'll he'll always be a candidate. He'll be like an honorary candidate for everyone. I I mean, seriously. <laughs> The only time I, quest, I semi semi questioned Mike Zimmer was when the Vikings just rolled over the or got rolled over by the Packers last year. That was one time I was like, man, what kind of defense is this? But that was one game. So, uh, string saying Zimmer, Sring, Gerald saying um, Zimmer has to be candidate for the Targeted Award. Only defense in the NFL not to allow more than twenty three points. This yeah, see that's the thing. That's another point that I had and I just didn't I didn't mention it. And thank you, Gerald, very much. That guy's a star candidate for sure in this episode. Uh, More than 23 points this season. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We haven't allowed over 23 points in a single game this year. Do you realize how amazing that is? I mean, that's, that's really good. Um, my MVP of the game is 37-year-old Terrence Newman. Yeah, what a stud. I can't believe I was blanking on him, but it's because i got so much other stuff in front of me right here, so sometimes that happens. I mean, I I I might forget who Aaron Rodgers is for a half second because of that. Uh, Gerald continuing saying, Not to mention AP quietly ripping off 200-plus yards on the ground today. I guess it's another day at the office for the league's best running back, and he still is the league's best running back. Brent Jacobson saying, I'm not going to say... SB words, but I will say a win next week will give us a stranglehold in the division. This was a sweet victory. I remember when Ken Wisenhut was hired by by Tennessee and being disappointed that we didn't get him to mentor our future franchise quarterback, but I will happily admit I was wrong in uh, in him. I'm loving what Zimmer is building here. Uh, That being a well-rounded, meticulous football team, and you know, I couldn't have said it better. seriously, Mike Zimmer, mm, the Vikings... I have the best coach since Bud Grant, and if, if anybody disagrees out there, I would be completely shocked. Shocked. I mean, Dennis Green started good, but he's, he was a one-sided, arrogant SOB. That, that's what he was, uh, you know. And, and he constantly brought a certain topic to the table. And if you're going to be taken seriously by anybody, you need to knock that crap off. That topic has no place on a foot in a football stadium. Just stop it. Stop. Stop whining that's my humble opinion you can figure out what that is read between the lines there and I was saying FYI this episode will be released sometime tomorrow morning well it's still the morning and I'm still recording so <laughs> I apologize if it's taken too long for Mr. Uh, Gerald there saying uh, great I have a five-hour drive tomorrow perfect I hope I'm not too late for you Gerald I really hope I'm not I'm kind of worried about that I, I, I'm guessing he was hoping it would be out at like 7 a.m. or something and, I couldn't record last night. I had to do it in the the morning. That's what I meant. I was going to finish it up in the morning and then publish it right away. Mark saying, I look forward to the podcast as much as I do the games. Thank you so much. Um, Whoa, 10 replies. What the heck? They're talking about tall grass and such back and forth. I'm going to let them have their conversation there. (laughs) <laughs> Which is okay. Uh, Sebastian saying, "Damn, I didn't get my call in in time." Yes, you did, Bashy. Yes, you did. You got your call in, buddy. <laughs> and you're going to get a star too, you, you son of a gun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm being silly. Uh, I remember. Yeah, he. he uh, yeah, he didn't want to be mentioned for like the yearly stars because you know he's he's kind of he's basically a, a co-host at times on this show. You know, and it wouldn't be b- bad if he was a permanent co-host. Even though I enjoy solo uh, solo shows are fun because it's free, free free-flowing, but he's so damn good, man. Sebastian's so good. I mean, come on now. Oh, and by the way, I might want to mention the Purple Press Box, which is also on YouTube. That's what Sebastian does. I apologize for that. Uh, Purple Press Box, look that up on YouTube. You'll find Sebastian. You can subscribe subscribe to his YouTube channel, which is Sebastian Balds, but it's B-A-H-L-S, not like the yeah, it's not actually they are the like like balls like a football or something. <laughs> uh Ali, Ali posting uh, some articles about Mike Mike Wallace been a disappointment after eight games and others Brent Jacobson has beat Oakland, the only Ws the Raiders see. Oh, <laughs> they're doing all these goofy like gang looking signs. Sebastian posting game day. Welcome to the black hole. We're bringing fun and games. We've got Teddy and Adrian. Don't forget about Zimmer's D. We're taking over the black hole. Skull Leland saying he posted a link there. Bridgewater practiced all good on Thursday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Keep posting these guys. I appreciate everything you guys do post. Ollie, especially posting lots of articles. Always appreciate that. They really do help and they're fun to read during the course of the week as well. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand saying, what a game for the Vikings. Great defensive play from Newman and AP going huge today for 200 yards was awesome. I watched some of the Packers games to see what we had coming next week. Their defense looked pretty solid from what I saw. Will be a good test for us. Number one in the NFC North though. What a feeling. Oh, couldn't agree more. Mark wrapping up the Facebook page saying Monday morning the, cheer- the cheering is over. I still have one thought. Are the missed field goals a signal? That's a problem or not? There's a problem or not? Um, but it, I'll put it this way. I suppose is that I guess, uh, I guess it's okay because you don't want him to have like 99 straight field goals and be all nervous in a big playoff game. Like he's got to keep this streak going. So I guess if he's going to miss, miss that. That's my only take on it. And hope that's the only thing to worry about. If you know what I mean. Hope hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so to get to the Facebook page, by the way, I might want to mention. Uh, is simply search in the on uh, the search bar on Facebook, Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show. Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show. Click on the one that says company, not group. Company, not group. Sorry about that weird sound in the background. No, no, what that was about. Um, for uh, Twitter, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show, and for the call-in, it's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. And there's an email, paladinolive at yahoo.com. All of those will be in the description on iTunes and on thesportstuff.com in case you're, like, thinking I'm talking a little too fast. So do apologize for that. Just got to keep moving here. Mad Martin is mad. No, he's... (laughs) I love this guy out of Scotland. He says... While wow, the slackers lose. Ha, ha, ha. He was laughing his ass off, basically. I so enjoyed that. And how can you not? And I really apologize for being inactive, man. Oh, Dave, I really do. Dave Martin, I really do apologize. It's nothing against anybody here. I wasn't ignoring you at all. I swear on the Holy Bible, I was not ignoring you. Uh, Anthony Carlson saying, watching the Packers fail on a two-point conversion is like getting a Christmas present early. And that, that was really cool, wasn't it? Wasn't that cool? And, of course, uh, D-Fry loved that, too. Uh, Dave Martin saying into the fourth and Teddy still not past her 100 yards against a, a past defense in the league. Yeah, the worst pass defense. Yeah, I mean, we he, he should have had like 500 yards in this game. But again, I mean, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, uh the, the concussion, man. I'm telling you, uh, Dave saying pacemakers for all of us. End of season. We have left some points on the board today. Need to learn how to finish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need pacemakers, man. Our, our our heart rate is going ape ape bleep. I agree. And you know, sometimes once in a while, a terrible defense actually has a good game. That that's another thing. I'm not chalking that up though for Teddy's meh game out there, and it, it, it was a very meh game. But you also got to factor in Kyle Rudolph not catching a wide open touchdown. That does not help anybody's quarterback rating. Not only did it leave uh, points on the board, it left yards on the board as well. That was some BS right there. It would only have been two yards though, wouldn't it? That's another point I might want to mention. So hmm, maybe it wouldn't have been too many yards. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Mad Martin continuing saying, first place is ours and a nice job by that old man, Newman, Malcolm McSween out of California. Welcome back, buddy. Really appreciate you. You're another one of those great, uh, callers and and posters on here. Not as active this year. I don't know if he's re- been real busy and such. But uh, you know, I've shouted out to him a couple of times. Hope hope you're still able to listen to the show frequently and call in anytime, Malcolm. I I've all oh, I mean, man, he he had some of the best best calls, just perfect calls. And by the way, I do like the way that people keep them to a minute or so. That's perfect. It, it just creates a momentum setter, and you're not just kind of just kind of going and running it too long. Because some people will do that. Others out there, they're just natural, and, and not not everybody's natural, so it's good to keep it to about a minute. You kind of get a lot of points in quickly, and then we can go forward, and that way I'm not all disoriented with, like, maybe you made, like, 950 points, and I, I miss stuff, and you might get pissed off at me. So, anyhow, Malcolm Singh, <laughs> he's out of Oakview, California, over there in by, by the Raiders and, and Niners over there. He says, we got a solid team here. The atmosphere between all the players just looks and feels right. Yeah. Yep, we sure do. I mean, it's a wonderful mix right now. I mean, n- n- nobody's perfect, nothing's perfect, but I'm telling you, it's a good sign. So that will wrap up the Twitter and the fan interaction for this show. What a nice vibe, eh? What a nice vibe. And again, I apologize to Gerald if this is too late. If you're listening to this like a day or two later than you would have liked, I'm I'm not sure what the situation is. I, I'm sorry if, if that ended up that way. It's just, eh, you know... It's just how it goes unfortunately could only get to this at a certain point in time I, you know I had, to, I had to work till midnight last night so you, you know just mm, it's just it's just it is what it is um, so there it is let's get some uh, let's get some stars out there this is not gonna be easy because it's so so many good good calls and and uh, and uh, comments out there so I'm gonna give two bronze stars to I'm gonna give two bronze stars to i am going to give 2 bronze stars to Brent Jacobson and Gerald String. Silver star to Sebastian Balls. A very strong silver star. And a gold star to Mark Carlson. Just some awesome posts. Awesome things to say. Really appreciate everything you do. You know, I mean, it could have flip-flopped either way. Gold star to Sebastian. I mean, either way. But I mean, keep calling in. Keep posting. Really appreciate that, you guys. Keep calling in, Sebastian. I missed you so much, man. (laughs) And do check out the Purple Press Box. But gold star to Mark Carlson. Silver Sebastian, bronze to Brent and Gerald. You know, I, I almost could make Gerald a co-silver and, and Dave a, a bronze as well, but it's like so many, so many people. Though. It's like I'm passing out stars to everybody and it gets to be too much probably out there. So we'll leave things as they are at this point in time. Thank you so much, you guys, for your call your tweets, your comments. Love you so much. Thank you and do, do continue to support the show. Those of you out there that have not uh, joined the Facebook page, or maybe you, you're on the Facebook page or you don't comment much, comment, get on board. Uh, lots of you listen to the show on iTunes. Do uh, do give me a rating on there. Would really appreciate it. Only helps the show if you put a put nice five star rating and tell us what you like about the show. It's greatly appreciated in the review. Doesn't take a whole lot of time, really. To be quite honest, you just sign into your iTunes account if you have one, and it just post a review. You don't have to think about it too much. You know, even if it's like a one short sentence, that's no big deal. I mean, just a nice positive review. I mean, these other shows, I, I, I don't know why they have like 9 million positive reviews and like nothing negative. You know, it's confusing to me. So I, 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 I need help. These guys have some kind of big circle of friends or something and they all post on there just to make their show look 10 times better when it's not better. I'm sorry, it's not. So that, that kind of stuff pisses me off. And I'm not including Purple People podcast in that category. It's these three or so others that call themselves the number one Viking show. Uh, number one Viking show, huh? Number one Viking show? <laughs> okay. All right. Just, just like the Packers are number one right now, too. I'll leave it at that. Stay warm out there, guys. The chilly weather is a-coming. And we're almost done with those doggone lawn cleanups as well. In fact, the major operations, we'll call it, are wrapping up, which is wonderful. It's going to be a lot easier now. Hallelujah. (laughs) Survived it again for like the 22nd year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No Hall of Fame plaque for me, though, unfortunately. It just doesn't work that way. You just work harder and get nothing. That's usually how it works in this world. (laughs) Or get a small raise or something. All right, enough of that. Thank you for listening. There's your hour and 15 minutes. It's just that's pretty much how it turned out. God bless you. Stay warm, stay cool, whatever it is. We're going to beat those Packers in TCF Bank Stadium come Sunday. And we'll talk about it next week.